Hello, my people, and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I hope we are good. I hope you haven't missed me too much. Oh, it feels feels so weird to have missed an episode. I think last week was the first episode I've ever missed recording since I started this thing back in 2020. It was about May, April time during lockdown. I was like, oh, I'll start a podcast. And here we are, like two two years later, which is just pretty crazy, really, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, two years later. God, two years since COVID. Time really is flying. Um, but yeah, no, I'm back. Um, and I'm sorry that I missed an episode. And I might possibly miss an episode next week. Uh, next week, I am off to Dubai, living my best online coach life um, with the girls. I might see if the girls want to actually do a podcast whilst we're out there, like maybe like a Q&A style one. I don't know. So I'll try get one sorted whilst I'm over there. I'm guessing it depends on the quality of Wi-Fi and things like that. But last week, of course, I was on my family holiday. I went to Spain for five days and it was absolutely lovely. It was really lovely just to spend time with my family. It was um, absolutely that was my phone going off, and I do apologize. It's connected to a. This is the goddamn thing about this MacBook, right? I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's brilliant, but like everything's connected. So you just get like notifications and pings all the time, and I need to work out how to switch them off. So that was really rude. I do apologize. As I was saying, I had an absolutely immense time. It was lovely to switch off. It was lovely to chill out. It was lovely to just not do much. You know, we didn't really do absolutely loads. We had a few trips and went to a few places, but we spent a lot of our time just chilling by the pool and reading. And yes, I did go to the gym when I was there, but did I just say I go to the gym? I definitely didn't go to the gym. I didn't drink at all. I went to the gym and it was absolutely fantastic. And I was really, really needed. I feel really refreshed. And I think it's made me realize how much I really don't take steps back. Like I thought I chilled out, but I really don't consciously make efforts to actually do things that segregate me from... From, from my just day-to-day routine of working and bodybuilding and I need to do more of that and I keep saying that I'm going to do more of it but I think being physically away in a different country made me go holy shit what you know why are you not doing this more often why are you not even just doing it in the country you know going and doing these things because you feel so goddamn refreshed for it you know you feel recharged it's what you preach to people Lucy you freaking hypocrite So it is something that I'll be doing. And obviously, yes, we will be working on this holiday. I am taking my laptop to do work because I don't want to take two weeks away. It's not fair on my clients to, they probably love that. Like, yes, two weeks away from Lucy, woo. Um, But no, I want to work on this holiday, but it still will be a change of environment. And it'll be really, really helpful. And this is actually what this podcast is all about. The power of changing your environment and how that can really, really, really level up your goals and change your life, to be honest with you. Now, the inspiration of this podcast did come off the back of the last trip that I was on because it was a completely different environment. I was with different people because, yes, they're my family, but I don't spend a lot of time with them. I'll go around for tea every now and again or maybe the odd day trip, but I don't really spend a lot of time with them. Obviously, I was in a completely different place, in a different house, it was a little villa, in a different country, with different surroundings, different things going on. It was completely different. And it had a huge impact on quite a lot of things. I think I felt a lot more relaxed. I feel like when I'm at home, I'm constantly feeling this like pressure to get stuff done with from like a work perspective. And I didn't, I didn't have any of that. My sort of hunger signals and, you know, what kind of foods I wanted completely changed because I didn't follow my meal plan. I basically loosely tracked when I was away 
because we didn't have we did actually have some kitchen scales but they broke on day one it's like okay (laughs) i won't be tracking then like weighing things out but i just kind of eyeballed foods i stuck to the same kinds of foods that i would normally eat but i found that my hunger signals and eating patterns were completely different and i did go to the gym but i didn't have the same way of training i wasn't training like if you've seen my training videos you know i train like a complete psychopath um but i I wasn't doing that i was just kind of not going through the motions but taking it a bit easier and i actually found weirdly don't hate me that i kind of enjoyed doing the cardio a bit more than i did the resistance and the thing is if you know nothing had actually changed in terms of me as a person i was the same lucy that i was when i got on the plane as to when i got off but it was the environment that was different and the environment that influenced my thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors. And that is what I want to talk to you about in this podcast, how your environment is continuously influencing you and how by potentially changing your environment, you can make huge changes to you and your progress going forward. So what is environment? When you think of environment, I used to just think about, you know, nature, like the environment, you know, like save the planet. Um, And you just think of it as like place, but environment is absolutely everything. It's the people around you, obviously, it's the place, the location you're in. And it's also what sort of resources and things are available to you. It's just everything that is immediate to you. And it really, really can influence your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your choices, your behaviors, your values. It has a lot more influence on you than you actually think and realize. I think we think that we're very, very autonomous, that we make our own decisions. And actually, environment is a very, very, very powerful influence that we don't necessarily realize. But when we do realize and we can understand it, we can make huge changes to it. And then obviously huge changes to ourselves. I read a really, really great quote which said, you are only as great as your environment. And I just sat and thought about that. But actually, do you know what? That is so goddamn true. Because when I think about things like, let's just say that gym in Spain, it was a lovely little gym. But my training performance was not where it should be because the environment just was not right. It was a very, it's very posture. It was in a golf club, you know, everything was like very pristine and all the people in there had like Gucci bags and things like that. And that's not me. That's not my kind of gym. I go to a hardcore bodybuilding, disgusting, you know, spit and sawdust kind of gym. And that's the environment that really levels up my training. You know, think about things, for example, of like, let's just say your kitchen. If your kitchen is full of healthy foods, it's obviously going to be easier to eat healthy than when you, if you had a kitchen full of junk, think about certain restaurants. You know, places like Nando's are so easy to eat healthy because it is just protein with, you know, carbohydrates and veggies. Whereas if you go to, like McDonald's, for example, there's not really those options there. There's just carbs and deep fried fat galore. So your ability to be great and do great is very much shaped by the environment that you're in. So how do we go about changing your environment? That's the next step. Now, obviously it is very limited to what we could do. It would be awesome if we could just surround ourselves with like-minded people in an awesome environment where we've got a gym to hand and no temptations. And, you know, that's just unrealistic. But there are things that you can do to shape the environment that you're in and make some decisions that will just level things up. So let's start with people. Now, obviously, people up, you know, people say, oh, you know, cut people out of your circle and do this. Now, we can't do that in the relation to health and fitness to a full extent because I'm not going to tell you to stop you know, if your parents are a bad influence and you will cut your parents out of your life just because they're a bad influence on your um, decisions when it comes to nutrition or the gym or what have you. No, you don't want to do that. But potentially what I would do is stop speaking to people who maybe don't get it and maybe just bring you down whenever you do mention things in relation to health and fitness. So 
I used to, when I first got into health and fitness, my family didn't really get it. And I did sometimes get some quite negative comments and I just felt very misunderstood. So I just stopped speaking to them about it because I felt that by speaking to them about it, I just felt negative. And it was just creating a very sort of negative association and a lot of self-doubt with the process. So I didn't, I stopped speaking to them. I just spoke to people in the gym. I spoke to my PT, people who got it, people who were like, yeah, energized, enthused by it. And it just, it brought me up and made me feel so much better about the process because the environments that I was in, in relation to health and fitness and where I was speaking about it with the people were the ones where these people got it and made me feel better about it. There's a really good quote by Tim Ferriss, who's an entrepreneur who basically said something along the lines of, you're the average of the five people you associate most with and spend most time with. And it's very, very true. Now, again, I'm not saying that you have to, you know, ditch people like your partner out of your life because your partner doesn't get it, but spending more time and speaking to more people who really do get it will massively level up. So the ways that you can do that is, you know, join community groups. This is why I've created my free Facebook community group over on well, Facebook. I'll leave the link in the show notes. This is why I create communities within my clients. We have group chats, we do meetups because these people get it and they all support, motivate, inspire each other. Speak to people in your gym, speak to people maybe at work who are interested in health and fitness, speak to people who are on a level. There's a lot of studies to show that we imitate people in our circle. So we imitate people in our immediate environment. So let's just say you walk into the office and you've actually had a really good morning. You know, you've got your free, you went to Costa and you actually had a free drink and the sun's shining and life's great. And you walk in and everyone's moody as fuck and complaining about life and complaining that they hate how they look and just doom and gloom. You'll find that within five minutes, you're just moaning about something, even though you started with the best day ever and in really good mood we imitate that so if you're speaking about health and fitness to people who let's just say you're speaking about your fat loss journey and you're speaking about it in the office and everyone's just moaning like oh i can't lose weight oh i hate fitness and that's just negative you're going to start to internalize that whereas if you speak to people about it who who get it and support and motivate you you know yas queen and we just share wins it'll have such more of a positive impact. And again, if you're thinking positively about the process, you're going to think positively about yourself. Your self-belief is going to increase. Your inner confidence is going to increase. You're more likely to get shit done. You're more likely to achieve it. So again, when it comes to your social circle, find see if you can find ways to be within an environment of people who get it and support you and speak to those people about it. In terms of places, now, obviously, a big one is where you train. And I think people don't actually think about this because where you train is going to have a huge influence on you keeping up to the exercise regime and enjoying it and feeling passionate and enthused by it. So that gym that I went to in Spain, if that was my everyday gym, I'd probably fucking hate it, to be honest with you. I don't know if I could actually keep it up. It would require some goddamn motivation and willpower because it just wasn't me. You know, whenever I've had to go to like a day pass, you know, get a day pass when I've been away, like to a pure gym or something. Again, I really don't like it. It's just not me. But for some people, those sort of gyms are perfect and they feel like they belong and they connect with them. Whereas for me, I've always just felt so energized and motivated and inspired by the hardcore bodybuilding gyms. That environment is bang on perfect for me. So you have to ensure that where you train is an environment that is bang on for you. Somewhere where you just feel that you belong, that you can connect with the people there, that you don't feel an outsider, you don't feel intimidated by it, you don't feel demotivated by it. You know, is that a gym class? Is that training at home for some people? 
you just have to like the environment that you're in. And if you actually feel a little bit just meh about your gym, I'd honestly just go as a bit of an experiment, get some day passes at some other local gyms and just see the difference because every single gym has a different environment and feel to it. And there will be one that is right for you. The equipment could be the exact same. You know, there's a gym very close to me that's got really good like bodybuilding style equipment. And that's the kind of theme that they've got. But I I can't explain it. There's just something about it that just demotivates me and just makes me feel flat. So that's why I then travel, you know, 20 minutes in the car to this gym, because for me, it's bang on. So just make sure that you've got a place where you can train or exercise that is right for you. The next one and quite a big one is the kitchen, you know. Think about your kitchen now. I actually want you to stop and just think about it, okay? And is your kitchen set up for success when it comes to your diet and nutrition? Is it loaded with absolutely shit ton of temptation foods that just basically make your, you know, your mission to stay healthy just a fucking mission? You know, there's just temptations everywhere. Is it easy for you to meal prep? Do you have these foods all stocked up all the time? Do you have, sounds silly, but do you have things like Tupperware to hand easier? Are you gonna have to rummage around the cupboards to do it? For humans, the more the more likely we are to perform a behavior or action comes down to how easy it is to, for us to do it. If we have hoops and hoops and hoops to jump through, you're just going to be like, I can't be asked to do it. Whereas if it's very, very easy and quick and to do it, we're more likely to do it. Think about ordering something online, right? So say there's two websites where you could order something from. One is Amazon Prime, where you literally... Sometimes if you don't on your phone, you just have to swipe and it's literally ordered to you. But imagine when you've got to fill out a form and then fill out your details. It's just sometimes I can't be asked to order this. It's just too much effort. So just think, how many hoops do I actually have to jump through to meal prep? Am I making this easy for myself? If you're not, think about ways you can make it easier. Could you get you know the Tupperware easier to access? Could you ensure that in your weekly food shop, you're getting foods that you can easily meal prep with? And vice versa, how easy is it slash hard is it for you to reach these junk, picky, snacky foods? Do you have like a snack drawer that you can literally just open and grab stuff out of? Or are they at the back of the cupboard? And again, if they're right at the back of the cupboard and on the top shelf where you're going to have to go and get a motherfucking chair to go and get it, that's effort, probably less likely to do it. Whereas if it's on the side, you're more likely to grab and get it. So think about your kitchen and your layout and the food cupboards. Now, do you have foods accessible? Are the foods that you're more likely to be tempted to fall off track with easy? Little things as well, like the takeaway menu, right? Is that on the pin board in full display for you to see so that when you come in from work and you feel like shit, you just look at it and go, yep, takeaway, fuck dieting. Or is it in a drawer somewhere? Whereas if, you know, you then have to make that conscious decision to go and find it. You know, where your takeaway menu is, could you have your weekly meal plan? Could you have, a sounds tacky, but like a motivational quote to keep you going? Just think about that. And I guess as well in relation to the kitchen is about your eating environment. So do you have an environment where you can eat? Because if you have a designated place where you can sit down, chill out, de-stress and be present with your food, you're more likely to actually enjoy your food and you're more likely to appreciate it and more likely to acknowledge that you're, you know, you, you're full. Whereas if you're just grabbing food on the go, you're eating it whilst you're at your desk, you're eating it whilst you're watching your TV, places where you're distracted or feeling quite stressed, you're not going to digest that food well. You might actually find that you run into digestive issues like bloating. And sometimes you won't even realize that you've eaten this. I've been so guilty of this in the past where I'll bring my food to my desk. I'll watch something. I'll scroll my phone and reply to messages whilst eating. 
And I've not even realized that I finished the meal. Whereas if I sit down without my phone, without anything to distract me, I can be very present with each mouthful and really register that I've eaten it and feel full. The next one is your bedroom. Now I've done a lot of podcasts and content out there all about sleep. So I'm not going to delve too much into this one, but just ensuring that your bedroom is set up for a good night's sleep. Are you able to have a, a really good dark room? Do you have good curtains or is the loads of light being able to shine through with like crappy blinds? Is it, you know, a good temperature? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Are you able to get your room to a good temperature? What do you associate your bedroom with? Now, <laughs> those of you with a dirty mind or those of you who are potentially in relationships, you may have slightly different associations, but generally your bedroom should be a place where you just chill out and rest. If you're bringing your laptop and doing work out of bed or you're working out of your bedroom or you're eating in there, your brain is going to associate activity and doing things with that room. So you want your brain to basically associate that room with just chilling out because if it does, what's going to happen is that when you're in that environment, your brain is going to start to send signals of, right, this is where I relax and chill out and you'll find it a lot easier to stay asleep. And one that I I suggest to people, and it's not one that you need to do, and obviously it depends on how much living space that you have and what you have available, but if you can designate a de-stress place or a de-stress environment, that will be really, really, really good just to help you unwind and offload. So I have two that I try and keep to when I need to use them to de-stress. So I have my sofa um, in my living space because it finds quite a big like living area. It's like an open plan. Well, it's not big at all, but it's an open plan living area. But my sofa for me is a place that I only sit down on when I want to chill out. I don't take my laptop. I try not to take my laptop on there to work. The sofa and the TV for me is my switch off downtime me time. And my bath as well. I will use my shower just for general cleanliness. But for me, having a bath is all about switching off and winding, chilling out. So I won't actually go in the bath unless I want to chill and de-stress. The human brain works off connections. If you can connect a certain place or a certain piece of furniture or a certain room or a certain part of a room with a certain emotion over time the more that you repeat that and go to that place when you feel like that or want to feel a certain way the more your mind will make that association it's like you know you never I'm sure you probably don't work and walk into work and feel excited whereas when you walk into Disneyland you feel buzzing because of the associations that you have with that place so if you can create a designated de-stress place or switch off place that will really really help you with your stress management and the last point that I want to cover about environment is your resources. So what I mean by this is when it comes to success with health and fitness goals, do you have resources that you have to hand or that you can easily access in order to help you out when you feel a bit lost? Obviously, I've talked about the resources in the respect of the environment and being a part of a community. So when you're maybe feeling low, you have the resource of someone to speak to. But do you know if you have a struggle or a wobble or you just don't know something where to go? Do you have certain Instagram accounts or YouTube accounts or maybe books that you can read? Like, for example, if you're feeling uninspired with what to cook, do you have certain websites or recipe books that you will turn to? Do you have these things that you you know where to go? And the people don't think about this because when you feel a bit lost, confused, overwhelmed, that is when you are most likely to just go, well, fuck it. I'll just do what I know and I won't, I won't even try because it's too overwhelming. And this is what I used to go wrong is I'd be like, right, what do I do in the gym? I don't have a fucking clue where to even start. So I just won't go because I, I don't know what to do. And I feel like an absolute pleb. I want to eat healthy, but I'm just sick of eating chicken. So I, I don't know what to do. Fuck it. I'm just going to order a pizza. 
So do you have these resources available? Now, this for me is what my job is as a coach. Obviously, it is to actually provide structure, accountability and guidance to my clients. But it's to be that one stop shop hub of resource of information. Obviously, I actually have a client members area that they can go to, but they have me to speak to. So whenever they have a question, worry or concern, they can literally just shoot me a message. They can whip out the phone from their back pocket, type away, and I'll be back with them in a few hours, minutes, sometimes if I'm on hand and able to answer their question. So just think about, you know, what you actually have available to you to help you out because if you have something or someone even if it's like a friend who's you know knowledgeable or you've got your recipe books to hand to help you out when you're feeling uninspired when you've got a question when you've got a struggle that will be hugely helpful and one of the biggest things that we we use as a, as a resource within our health and fitness journey for accountability for inspiration for education is social media we all use instagram some of it is just to see what your mum's up to or what your mate's up to. But we do use it as well to, I use Instagram to learn things. I use Instagram to be inspired by other people. But sometimes it can be harmful because sometimes it can be a case of you are looking to people for information or education or inspiration. <laughs> that was quite good, actually. It was like three, three things that rhymed. But sometimes it can actually make you feel worse because these people make you feel shit about yourself because you start to compare these people provide you with conflicting information to what you think you knew. So then you start to question your own actions and behaviors. So just be mindful of what you read on social media. You know, if you are confused by things, if you know, you're, you've been doing things one way and then you see this person talking about doing things another way, maybe just unfollow them. Maybe try and not overconfuse yourself. Or if people are making you feel bad about your own progress or demotivate you, even if they're not meaning to, just remove them because what you internalize on social media can be massively helpful, massively powerful. It can teach you loads. It can inspire the fuck out of you to get shit done. But on the flip side, it can also make you feel a lot, lot worse about yourself. And that's all about environment. That is all about how changing your environment is going to level up your progress. So I really, really do hope this one has been helpful, insightful, inspiring. I hope this has given you some reflection. And if you haven't already, I would definitely have a bit of a reflection about many of the things that I did discuss within this podcast as to as to how you can change your environment and how, you know, you doing so will have a massive impact on, on your progress and potentially just your quality of life uh, if we are going to get quite deep and meaningful about it. Um, like I did mention earlier on in the podcast, I will leave the link to join our free Facebook community group in the show notes if you aren't a part of it already and you're not a part of anything like that you don't have a coach you don't have a PT maybe you don't feel very connected within your gym I would 100% join we I share a lot of content and again this is where I can be that resource for you tool for you to provide you with a lot of information I don't even share on um, Instagram and I actually put a lot more detailed information in there and as well it's a place where we can just you know connect and be a tribe of like-minded women who back and support each other because that's what it's all about but over and out for this week, my lovely people, have yourself a fantabulous day and I will catch you in next week's episode. Hopefully, no promises. And if not, it will be the week after. <laughs>